welcome to Healing 101, the mini bite-sized episodes that are bursting full of information from leading experts and doctors who are here to help us understand difficult topics and teach us about the various ways we might be able to improve our mental health. The point of these episodes is to educate you about different mental health disorders and therapies that you may never have heard of before, because ultimately, the more people know, the more people we can help on their healing journeys. On today's Healing 101, I am going to be speaking to Dr. Leah Marigou, a counselling psychologist and existential psychotherapist who works as a clinical supervisor at SHOUT. Leah has been a volunteer with SHOUT since the service launched and became a clinical supervisor in 2019. Leah's clinical experience includes working with a wide range of difficulties, anxiety, depression, bereavement, relationships, as well as personal growth and development. Today, we are going to be focusing on trauma and PTSD, learning what the difference is between them and finding out what the symptoms are to look out for. Dr. Lear also provides valuable advice to the family and friends who are witnessing someone they love suffer. So will you just tell us what the main differences between trauma and PTSD are? Because I think people often confuse them and use PTSD as a term when actually it's trauma and vice versa. Mm. And what are the signs and symptoms to look out for? So trauma is a painful life experience, something that shakes you from the safety and the security um, of, of the world. So the term was introduced in the 80s, um, but we have lots of cases that were reported and lots of symptoms reported way before that. And it has to do with the exposure to an actual or a threatened death, a serious injury or sexual violence. And as you know, I'm sure you know, it, it started with veterans, people who have been in war zones, uh, emergency services workers that are exposed to traumatic incidents, refugees, and people who have experienced sexual abuse. So what happens in PTSD, if we look a bit more in depth, human beings, we, we, we are created with an innate mechanism to, to survive. And that is our mind, our brain, and our body telling us that we need to survive. So PTSD, in a sense, is a survival mechanism. It's there to help us prevent further trauma from happening. It gives us signs, it gives us symptoms, all the information we need to, to make sure we're safe. However, it doesn't feel like that. On the contrary, it doesn't feel so helpful. It's extremely painful, it's very overwhelming, and it comes with a lot of uh, symptoms, both physical and emotional. So people struggling with PTSD often will say that, you know, I'm stuck there, I cannot move on. I cannot leave that place. It keeps coming back and back. And they actually re-experience the traumatic event over and over again through very vivid flashbacks and intrusive thoughts and memories and even sometimes, you know, noises or smells that take them back to what they have experienced in the past. And there are lots of physical symptoms as well. You know, there, there can be uh, nausea, sweating, hypervigilance coming with those flashbacks. So it, it's an extremely painful and uncomfortable situation. And when symptoms last for a long period of time, inevitably it, it affects everyday living. So it affects sleeping through nightmares, for example, or insomnia. And lack of sleep causes irritability and, and frustration and aggression. 
So th those are all red flags that we might be uh, looking for or might be aware of. And furthermore, another thing often people say is that um, I feel numb. I cannot cry. I cannot recognize my feelings. And that is our body putting us into an avoidance mode. So we need to protect ourselves from those traumatic thoughts and feelings and memories. So we block them out and we try to forget or we even dissociate physically and, um, and emotionally. And the tricky thing here is that people often might find themselves withdrawing from other people as well. So they withdraw from friends, they withdraw from family, they withdraw from people who can support them and they end up isolating themselves. So isolation is, is another big thing. And lastly, PTSD comes with lots of uh, neg negative thoughts and feelings. For example, I should have done something about it or it was my fault. Feeling sad, feeling guilty about something that probably was 100% out of our uh, hand. But the pain of that guilt is very, very real. So to go back to your question, trauma can heal and the pain can be reduced. But PTSD can be the stress and the anxiety that comes with PTSD. It can be long term. It can come after months or even years after the event. Right. So in terms of treatment for both, do they differ quite significantly? Treatment means different things to different people. So it's important to recognize what sort of help we are looking for. What are we trying to achieve? Unfortunately, there isn't a magic cure for anything in life. So what we can achieve through treatment is to reduce, eliminate the symptoms and also create a meaning out of what happened. So it's extremely important to verbalize our experience, talk about our feelings and our thoughts to other people around us or even professionals. And of course, medication. Medication can help eliminate the symptoms, support the person to engage into a therapeutic process to reflect on their experiences and feel more on top of the situation. Can in any instances trauma lead to PTSD or do they tend to just arise separately? Well, you know, PTSD begins, let's say, from a traumatic experience. So trauma is definitely there. But even if we take, and research has taken people who have experienced the same traumatic event, for example, a terrorist attack, some people might develop PTSD, others might not. So that gives us very useful information as to what are those protective factors that can help people from developing PTSD. And how does PTSD affect the brain and the body? So our brain and our body are the same system. So they're one thing, one affects the other. So when we are in danger, our brain and body will react to that situation in order to help us keep safe. And that goes back to our very, very beginning. So if you think of humans like thousands of years ago, um, we had to face huge dangers like, I don't know, animals and lions chasing us. And that system is the fight, flight, freeze response. I'm sure you've heard of that before. So our brain is trained to create hormones, cortisol and adrenaline to keep us alert. Our bodies will react. We will start sweating so we can be slippery and, and uh, sleep away from the lion. We hyperventilate so we get oxygen to be able to, to think more clearly. All those symptoms, we can say now, are there. So our body and brain will still react in the same way, even though the situation is different. So maybe lions are not chasing us at the moment, but we have other extremely traumatic events happening in life. And for people with PTSD, 
those hormones can still be released in the brain even after the threat has gone. And that's the difficulty because it's as if their brain and body is stuck there and it's treating every single moment in life as if they are in danger. I just want to take a quick moment to say a big thank you to my wonderful sponsor, Bowdoin. Bowdoin is a British brand that has championed uplifting, eclectic British style since it was founded 31 years ago. Perhaps it's time to add to your collection this autumn with some new knitwear, maybe with a modern twist such as a puff sleeve. I've just indulged in a new ultra soft cashmere, which I can honestly tell you I'll be living in this winter. But what I love most about the brand is that they've always championed women from a variety of different backgrounds and seek to inspire them to enjoy a life well lived, which is exactly what I'm aiming to do with my podcast. Head to Bowdoin.com to check out their new autumn collection or to their Instagram at Bowdoin underscore clothing. How would you advise family and friends who are witnessing someone they love who are suffering from PTSD as to what they should do? Try to be there for them, be open to listen to them, be encouraging uh, towards them seeking professional help and be patient when they're struggling. And also try to be who you need to be when you are struggling. You know, at the end of the day, all human beings need the same thing. They need to feel that they're cared and someone is there for them. You know, we don't have to have any knowledge around mental health issues. It's nice if we do, but we don't have to in order to support people. We all experience the same feelings. Everyone out there knows what anxiety feels like. Everyone knows what sadness feels like. So we can all support each other by just be kind and be there for each other. PTSD can increase your risk of developing other mental health problems if it, particularly if it goes untreated. Mm-hmm. What are the main disorders or anxiety-related issues or addictive issues which PTSD can lead to? So if we leave the term disorder on the side and we think of depression and anxiety as, as feelings, so not having support of other people puts you at high risk for depression. Of course you feel lonely, of course you feel alone. You feel that nobody can understand you, nobody can support you. That's extremely painful. And also people with PTSD, they might say that, you know, I feel worthless, I cannot function, I've lost my will to live. That is another sign for depression. And similarly with anxiety, PTSD at the end of the day is extreme anxiety of feeling that you are at risk of serious trauma. So it can be there as a disorder if, you know, it is prolonged or depending on the severity of those symptoms. And also... People who are trying to manage that situation, manage those feelings and the pain uh, they're experiencing, they might turn to substance use. So addiction can be another risk. But uh, as you said, PTSD that goes untreated or any mental health uh, disorder that goes untreated, it causes great suffering. And I think that's what my message is today, that we need help and support. We don't have to suffer on top of everything else we have been through. And people who are suffering from PTSD who are listening, where can they go and get support? Well, a GP is the first step, asking for an assessment, a diagnosis or a referral to a specialist team. 
There can be support so through the NHS or there can be support through private insurance companies or specialist services, for example, for the military or for first responders. And there are also lots of uh, psychologists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists that can help, uh, as well as community psychiatric nurses that can help. But as you said, you know, there are so many treatments out there. There can be medication, there can be talking therapy. So it's always good to reflect on what sort of help do I think I need? What would be more helpful to me? And then explore what is available out there. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. And thank you for all the great work you do. Thank you so much. And yours. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healing 101. Just a reminder that if you're struggling or in need of someone to talk to, please remember to text SHOUT to 85258. Hurt to Healing has partnered with Brown Advisory to bring you this podcast. Brown Advisory, a global investment management firm, is passionate about raising awareness of mental health challenges in order to help people thrive in an ever-changing world. A big thank you to Brown Advisory for supporting my mission. Mm-hmm.